have to talk about today? We're talking movies, movies, movies. What is in the building? What is in the news today? Like, so, there's been a weird... Okay, so this year, let me read you the top box office, the worldwide uh, grocers of this year so far. So the top two eight... 2018 movies are Black Panther mm-hmm. domestically. Domestically. Um, Black Panther, 700 million. <whistles> Avengers Infinity War, 678 million. Mm-hmm. Which will probably get close. Well, I mean, it's probably almost done, actually, but um, with his run. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Real quick. Um, and then uh, Incredibles 2, Ooh. 600 million. Okay. Jurassic World 2, mm-hmm. 400 million. Deadpool 2, 300 million. Solo Star Wars Story, 213 million. Ant Man and the Wasp, two hundred thirteen million. Mission Impossible, Fallout, two hundred four. There's, what's this? What's the uh, um, similarities between all these, Mike? What is the similarities, Caleb? Can I guess? I think I know the answer. They're all sequels. They're all sequels. Mike, there, there's no the, the the one that even comes close to, um, to not being not being a sequel well is it a quiet place or so hand solo star wars star a quiet star. place is um, the only one i think is pretty much the only Hans, one there's while solo and black panther are both technically not sequels but they are connected to a franchise yeah. which is a little cheating yeah. those both will have sequels though mm-hmm. oh there's no doubt about it. no like, question we felt twist like john <laughs> Han solo is gonna have like three movies probably. oh my gosh they and can't then, do three movies okay so solo. so wedge between, in my opinion yeah I, I don't think so. Yeah, um, that's another topic. For topic. Day. <laughs> well, that's actually that would actually be a pretty big topic. But okay, so there's so after Mission Impossible Fallout, they're in this quiet place, and then there there's Hotel Tra- Hotel Transylvania three, Ocean's three, eight, eight, Ready Player One, which is that was original. original. That yep, was original. Yep. And then the Meg, which is original. And ladies and gentlemen, when we say um, original, we mean not a sequel. We don't mean yep. that it was just thought up. Because I think because Ready, Player, these are, Ready yeah. Player One was probably inspired by something yeah. like a book or a comic novel or something like that. Well, and then even yeah, and then well, so there's um, nothing is truly original anymore. That is actually another topic for another day, but that's actually <laughs> that's actually something that I uh, have been thinking about. But um, and then Mamma Mia, here we go again, sequel. which is a sequel. <sighs> and then Peter Rabbit, which is <laughs> original, but. Not because there's a uh, there's there's Mike there's been three um, movies based on okay so Winnie there's the been Pooh or like there's been uh, two movies based on Winnie the Pooh Christopher Robin and then last year it was the same a movie called Christopher Robin and then um and then there's been uh, um, Peter Rabbit and then there, I think there's been actually another movie based on Peter Rabbit uh, but I'm not actually certain on that but. Um, but then, so there's the Equalizer 2, Fifty Shades Free, Freed, um, and then, oh yeah, Disney's Christopher Robin, which was another one, uh, the other Christopher Robin movie, um, and then Insidious Alaska. So, like, what is the deal? There's been so many sequels, like, <laughs> and, and this is what, this is my question, like, are theaters trying to pull in people, um, not only because of money, obviously. Like, they're making these sequels because of money, obviously, first mm-hmm. and foremost. But, like, why are there so many sequels when what started making – why movies were so special in the first place was because they're original. Like, Star Wars, when that first came out, and all these original movies, that led people to theaters, and that piqued people's interest. And then now people are just going um, to movies, these sequels, just based on emotional, like, uh, connection. Oh, like you know, I like this actor. I like, like the the movie focus is now diverting to like, um, to not creativity or not like, um, originality. It's it's just being diverted to like familiar familiarity mm, of things. Familiarity, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it it's they're literally so okay. The biggest franchise nowadays have been like okay. So with Marvel movies. They've been there for uh, ever since 2008 or something. It's still going strong. Um, and they're basically taking over the movie place. Like, there's literally no... I mean, the last big original movie has probably been, like, A Quiet Place. Like, big original movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, which yeah, about, yeah. you know, that had about $200 million. Um, But, so what, <laughs> like, how how can theaters, or how can studios bring back people to originality and, like, and, and bring them away from familiarity? Because, mm. familiarity? Mm. like, that's a huge problem 
with movies today. It's because um, it's just kind of appealing to the emotions yeah. of people rather than trying to make it a, a meaningful plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. a good question. It's also kind of arguably riskier to make an original thing nowadays mm-hmm. because people have seen, oh, I could just bank off of the emotions of this franchise, mm-hmm. i.e., you know, any of the Marvel movies, you know, because mm-hmm. they can just keep making more superhero movies and, you know, they can just bank off the franchise of Marvel, mm-hmm. throw that into the giant factory of Marvelness and just yep. pop out a brand new thing, make some money because they know it's a Marvel movie, it has a big fan base. Basically, they're just trying to pander to the audience. But how do we change that? Be original. I don't know. I mean, how do we change well, that? Because like, it's a good thought experiment. Yeah. Well, because people. Well, I mean, there are obviously I and there are obviously some people that uh, go to movies just based on like the the thrill of like, oh, what is this movie about? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, trailers tell everything. Like, um, studios are pumping out movies that are familiar to people. Like, you know. At, even not with like a sequel, like you know, something with a book or something, or you know, yeah, comic book, nervous, book, yeah, yeah. anything that they know yeah. will do well. Yeah. Now, I wonder because studios nowadays they're not they're not taking risk anymore. Like, there's no they're risk not. taking. Like, wonder why that and, is. Well, do you think it's because not many people are watching as many movies? I think that's part of the reason why. Like, because um, I would I would argue potentially Netflix does make a lot of original TV shows. That's true. That's true. And maybe that's where it's going. The originality and the creativity can go and thrive there because there's not as such competition. Do you think that, like, other forms of entertainment, other things, like, okay, so with Amazon Prime, this is a random example, but people don't have to go into stores to buy these things anymore. They can just have it, you know, shipped to them at their house. Yeah. Would that be the same as TV shows and movies? Like, oh, now people can just watch everything inside their own Mm -hmm. home. Like, they don't have to go out if yeah, they don't want to. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like going out. Yeah. Wow, that it's is just a, a deep topic. I just wish that – I think to get back to originality, you would have to, like, set a trend or something. Like, this big movie out of nowhere that's original has to come out. Yeah. And then yeah, it has yeah. to get huge or something. Like, people need it has to, to get, get really like big. big. But if it did, um, that would be so cool. I would yeah. be so much in favor for that. Yeah. yeah that would be, be really awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, like – with uh um like Gardens of the Galaxy, that's the most recent one that came to mind. Where it's like it's just like this. No one knew much about it and stuff, and it just like burst on the scene. Mm-hmm. But even that had like a brand. Slap yeah, it wasn't it. original. Yeah. It was hooked to Marvel, and it was a yeah. comic book. But they at least brought it to light. Yeah, the source material was not well known, so there was not a big fan base for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the fan base came from the fact that Marvel did it. Mm-hmm. But a Quiet Place is one of those examples of people that just like. Your boy, mm-hmm. what's his name? Jim from The Office? John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah. People like John Krasinski, and they're like, well, I appreciate his work, so let's do what he does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. potentially, the movie business just doesn't want to do that. Maybe they just want to be original and just play off emotions. I hope that's not true, but maybe they're just doing that, and maybe a lot of people are sending in scripts mm-hmm. to have the movie company look at, mm-hmm. and maybe the movie companies are like, well, we don't want to take this risk, and they don't do it. Yeah. Even though movie companies make bank, they make disgusting amounts of money. Money. Disgusting. So much money. It's disgusting. So, okay, think about this for a second. (laughs) Disney owns. um, What does Disney own? Marvel. Oh, Disney's making so much money. Star Wars, you know, Lucasfilm. It owns. 20th Century Fox now. They just bought 20th and Century Fox, yep. So the top six, seven movies of the uh, domestic box office, Black Panther, Avengers, Infinity War, Incredibles 2, Jurassic World 2, Deadpool 2, uh, Solo Star Wars Story, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they all, dis- one company owns all those movies, and they've made like three, like around $3 billion in with seven movies. Domestically, not counting worldwide. That's and then disgusting. Obviously Avengers. It's disgusting four. how rich they are, <laughs> and they don't try to make original stuff anymore. How sad is that? It's so ridiculous. Why don't we make our own TV show? We're working on it, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for more. Anyway, um, let's just go over some of the top movies of this year and see if we liked them or if they were connected to a franchise. The top movies this year are Black Panther, which was good, mm-hmm. Infinity War, A Quiet Place. All those were good. 
but those were a long time ago. First Man is the one that's coming out that looks pretty good. My oh, boy yeah. Ryan Gosling's in it. It's about oh, uh, yeah. no. John, no, uh, Neil Armstrong. Oh, okay, um, I thought okay. it was John. No, it's not John Glenn. It's Neil Armstrong. I'm not even that familiar with that. I saw a trailer. Annihilation is another movie that came out. That was a heated, hotly debated movie. Debated. It's either a love it or hate it kind of a movie. Um, Crazy Rich Asians just came out. Haven't seen made it. Made a bunch of money, like thirty-eight. No, they made bank. Like I haven't that, seen yeah. it. I don't. I'm not. You know, comedies. You know, are questionable. Yeah. Um, Incredibles two was just a, a bop. Yeah. <laughs> Star is born, and eh, it's a rom. Oh. Ramens. Ramens. <laughs> um, Hereditary. That's a spooky one. Um, Mission Impossible came out. That was good, but again, it was a sequel. Ant-Man and the Wasp, but another sequel. Hereditary, actually, going back there, that was a horror movie, but that was pretty original, I think. That, that's true. Horror movies Actually, are... no, it wasn't. It was from a book. But oh, okay. still. Horror movies are kind of... Well, okay. What do you think is the genre that still makes mostly original movies? Like... Because I know that indie, a lot of indie movies. Probably comedies, TVH. Okay, yeah. yeah. Most comedies, I feel like, are original. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so hard to translate source material into an actual movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's hard to, like, if you have a comedic book, it's hard to translate that into a movie because it's totally different comedy, visual mm-hmm. comedy, versus just uh, literate com- comedy. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of comedians are very creative people in general, as opposed to more just normal writers yep. you know, on just dramatic yeah. TV shows. They have to be more artsy, I guess, and not as creative. That's Whereas true. Yep. creativity, yep. I feel like, flows. Like Eighth Grade, for a perfect example, was written by Bo Burnham, who's an amazing comedian. Oh, yeah. Um, and he made this thing called Eighth Grade, which did pretty well. I don't know. It what actually it got it. really good reviews, I think. I think it's rated, where's it on the box? Uh, Drawn Tomatoes. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> fire! 8.3 on IMDb. It's a great movie. Um, also, The Black Klansman. That was pretty original. Um, yep. It was yep. a little weird movie, but you know, it was interesting. I saw it. You didn't see it, though. Did no, you? no, I didn't. Yeah. Um, Deadpool 2 was another action one. That was a sequel. Uh, Solo. Yeah. Game Night. I don't know why it's classified as action. It was a comedy. Ooh, ooh, ooh Mike. The Isle of Dogs ooh, was Isle in. Dogs like, that was originality was gushing out of that movie like the director wrote it he directed it he like did all these things that, yeah i mean like that's the gem it, that's yeah, the gem yeah. you only have a few good gems the predator's coming out what do you think about that one okay it's yet another movie that's like banking off the emotions off yeah the, uh, it's trying to be original but it's totally not original i think it's supposed to i think it's going toward more of like a well it's it's i think it's directed by shane black or something who's and that like he uh what did he direct? He, well, he directed Iron Man 3. That's the one that I watched by him. He's a famous director for, like, black comedy and stuff. Okay. Um, what movie was that for? Um, the Predator? You yep, think it's going to yep. be dark comedy? or no? I don't know. See, that's the strange thing. Like, And that's another uh, movie where a comedic director directs, like, a more of a drama or something. But here's the thing and, is that... That does work sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because he a did. Lot or who did that? Peel. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele yeah. did that. Even though that was more with of a Get black Out. Comedy. Yeah. Or it was like a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was really good as a horror movie. There also is The Meg that is kind of original, um, I believe. Um, Happy Time Murders looked good. I think it was a little bit too rough. Though. Oh, yeah. I feel like it was a little bit too um, harsh. It was kind of funny how they had Muppets kind of being bad boys and stuff. Oh, yeah. But it, I think it got too crass to where people didn't want to watch it. Okay. So that's why it bombed, I think. Because it did bomb at the box offices. Okay. Um, Ocean's Eight, Mech Upgrade. See, all the original yeah. movies are just trash. Yeah, I know. See that that that's a plays a big part in it too. Like, where the person, it, it almost seems like they make those movies just to cause. Okay, if you look at all the original movies, um, like the Black Klansman movie, mm-hmm. uh, that was made to cause like an uproar almost. Like, well, Spike Lee kind of makes movies to do that. Like that's Spike Lee's a little edgy. Yeah, yeah. Edgy. Um, and, well, and it just seems like all these original movies, a lot of them are made to, like, cause some sort of an uproar just to get – just a quick way in to get f- famous almost or, like, mm. like get into the They want to jump spotlight. into the ring. Yep. Oh, I got you. And then they're not actually well-made movies. I mean, well, I mean, I shouldn't say that, though, because I haven't seen any of those. But it just seems like with the reviews – 
It seems like a lot of the well-made movies are the movies that are franchises and mm -hmm. stuff because they're so established. They can pay more. Mm -hmm. They're just they can just do more. I feel like because there's another tag is another original comedy. Yeah, that came out. I haven't seen it, but I want to. It looks hilarious. Um, Venom's coming out as well, yeah. coming out on my birthday. Um, a Wrinkle in Time, we're not going to talk about that. Cause that was yeah. <laughs> um, Sicario, Day of the Solidad. That's... I loved that movie, though. Oh, oh, the second one? You saw the second one? Yes. Oh, okay. I loved okay. what they did at the end. In Sicario, Day of the Solidado. if you haven't seen it, go see it. The ending will leave you shooketh. Literally quivering in your leopard boots <laughs> that sounds quite well okay. the ending is preposterously amazing mike please spoil it on air i don't really want to hear about it please spoil it no but you have show. to see it that's true that's you true. have to see it because you're gonna there's a scene i have this very strong uh um okay i saw the first one i really liked it and then it just feels weird that they're making a sequel off of like the, off of like this true life story type thing. That I, it just feels weird. You like gotta see the second one. Yeah. No, because the second one's so crazy. You're like, wait, they didn't just do that. You're like, they didn't just do that. They didn't just do that. And then they did it. And they're like, guess what? We can do whatever we want. We're making this. And you're like, what see, the when heck? People have money that they can, you know, do it. That's why Guardians. Of the Galaxy Two was much more crazier than the first one because like they, they were more confident. In, like, Not that it was. What they could oh make. yeah, that's true. And they're like, we can, they had money and stuff. we can do whatever we want, you know. Yeah, that's, true. that's why Deadpool Two is a little bit more edgy. Oh yeah. Arguably. Um, but Sicario de Solidado is a very good. That's all I'll say. Um. Some more horror movies came out. If you're not into the horror movie genre, then these aren't really for you. But let's look at what's coming up now. We got the Nun is one of the original. Yeah. But not because it's a franchise. Mm. It's part of the Conjuring universe. Franchise universe. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's like a spinoff, a very loose spinoff. Uh, so it's technically could be called an original. Movie. I think the Conjuring was original. Conjuring Two was a little bit playing off of the Conjuring One, of course. Mm -hmm. But then the Nun is a little bit distant from it, so that's original. Yeah, I mean, it has the tag like it's in the universe, but it's like that's it's it. Completely original story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Predator looks just like it's kind of just banking off of everything else. Peppermint, I don't care. No one cares. <laughs> um, and there's nothing happening. What is up this past month? Okay. The movies are just drying up like the Sahara just, Desert. Mike, I miss, I miss the feeling of like... A movie. Going to a theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like going to a theater where you don't know what's going to be in the movie. Like you, you like, okay... And I'm super biased about this, but Christopher Nolan, um, yeah, like even the way he edit, well he he doesn't edit the trailers, but like you know the the way he has the marketing team edit the trailers, it's so ambiguous. You don't like you you still go to all his movies not knowing even with Dunker, which is like a, this most straightforward story, like in the trailer you just don't. There's all these like glimpses of what you're gonna see in the movie, but you don't you can't piece it together in your mind. You don't know where and it's like, going. Yep. Yep. And like so many trailers nowadays, you can piece so much stuff together in your mind, and like and well and they they're meant to like tell you three fourths of the story so that like you want to go see the last half last yeah. fourth or something. Which is kind of a bummer because you're yeah. waiting like an hour to get yeah. to okay I know all this when do we get to the actual yeah. resolve, but like okay yeah. what movie are you most anticipating for like in the recent upcoming? I'm not that anticipating any Ooh. movie the rest of this year. I, like, Ooh. A Quiet Place was my top. That was your big anticipation. And movie. then like, that, that came out, so now you're kind of waiting yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am anticipating Venom. Okay. And Bohemian Rhapsody. Ooh, okay. okay. I don't even know much about that movie. Is this just fantasy? fantasy? I don't even know the lyrics. Um, you did. <laughs> Um, yeah, Venom looks like a great movie. It's uh, rated as the genre of horror, which makes it even more intriguing. Wait, what in the world? So I'm I'm very intrigued by it because it's going to be a little bit edgy, a little bit apparently horror. I don't know about that though, but um, it is very much trending. Bohemian Rhapsody though looks very interesting. It looks like it's about Freddie Mercury and his life, which is a crazy life. So that's kind of original, even though it's based off of a 
actual living life person. It's like a uh, auto or a biography, okay. basically yep. of his life. Yep. I feel like, and it should be really good. The actor that plays him looks Ra- Rami Malek. Rami Malek. He looks ex- like almost exactly oh, like, like Freddie Mercury. It's oh, terrifying. Yeah. If we look up the uh, Rami Malek, Freddie Mercury comparison, perhaps if we can get that. Um, he looks so close. Whoa, what in the world? That's Queen, that's Freddie. Or that's actually Freddie Mercury, and that's Raymond Malik. That's insane. So they're almost the same human being. Oh my goodness. <laughs> These two. It's like, it looks so close. It's ridiculous. Like their jawline is like so close. Very <laughs> well done on the casting for it. I hope he kills it like he will. You know, man. if he doesn't, that's going to be depressing. Man, it's like it's like he's just doppelganger. Well, and doppelganger. That's a, a doppelganger. <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but it might have. Been, uh, but um, but um, I just want well Christopher Nolan movie. That's mm. basically I, like he he brings back the uh, the that thrill of like you just don't know what's going on, what you're gonna see like. Um, and that's what I felt like with A Quiet Place. Like, I, I didn't, when I watched the first trailer, I, I skipped the second and third, I think. Uh, but I just didn't know what I was going to see. Yeah. Or the thing that I was expecting to see was even better than I thought. Like, one of these two, like, I just missed that thrill of going to the theater and sitting down and the lights turned out turned off. And, like, you just don't know you're super excited for what you're going to see and you don't know what it is. All right, this is an article from The Observer. Um, let's see, what should Christopher Nolan do? Not what will he do? Because we don't know what he's going to do because he's so secretive. See, I know, and that's the thing. Like, he, his whole personality, like, his filmmaking personality is, like, so secretive. His trailers are super secretive. His, yep. Like, he doesn't tell what he's going to make. He's, you know. I don't think he should make another... One like Dunkirk. Dunkirk was oh. my least favorite Nolan movie. Okay. Out of all the Nolans, probably Memento was my favorite. Okay. What was your favorite? No, oh, uh, Dark Knight. Well, or Dark I mean, Knight it's Rises. Dark Knight or like Inception, maybe. Inception. Inception was, good. was a good. Good. Um, but they're talking about that he might make a James Bond like twenty-five movie or something in twenty twenty-five or or uh, a twenty-five like twenty-fifth James Bond movie. Um, you think that's gonna happen though? I heard that that might not happen. I don't. I just don't think he's. Um, I know he wants to do it. He said he's wanted to make a James Bond movie. Um, but, really? Uh, I just don't think he can. I just don't think that's creative enough for him. Like, because he's made Ooh. like all. Yeah, you're not wrong. It would no. be too weird. Yeah. Like a Bond film is too. Uh, what's the word? Too. Well. Too, you know what's gonna happen. It's too what's mainstream, that word? Like, mainstream? No, it's or, like um, too predictable. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Because like with this Dark Knight trilogy, when he made Batman Begins, he was planning to make the Dark Knight, but after the Dark Knight, he didn't want to make another sequel because he just want to get trapped in that um, that loop, that loop again. And like, and he was saying he hadn't had a good enough story for uh, that would like make him make a third one. Like the Dark Knight was basically the epitome of what he thought he could make a Batman movie. So I that's that might like with a James Bond twenty five like I I don't know if he, if he would want to make it purely on the fact that he just wouldn't have a good enough story or a good enough motivation to make one. He don't think he would have the motivation to make the same. Yeah, that kind of a thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he would want to make it different and like original. He would want to spice it up with yeah. a weird twist and stuff. And I don't think a James Bond movie would need that or. Yeah. It would not be warranted. The fans wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. They would just want something predictable because it's James Bond. It's not, you know, Inception. Mm-hmm. It's just a James Bond. Unless, so that's probably why he wouldn't do it. And like, even and with, if he did, yeah. I don't know if I would like it because I would want something super original from him. Yeah. Not something from a franchise. And that's maybe what Dunkirk did to a lot of people with um They did me wrong because I knew yeah. it was going to happen, and we all did. Yeah. It was a history movie. Yeah. That's the hard part. They kind of have it clever where it's like, oh, he's flying over. Oh, the timelines are not exactly in sync. But it still was kind of predictable. And oh, you yeah. knew it was going to yeah. happen. Inception was one of those ones where you're just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. It was Memento. You're like, what the heck? I yeah. don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand the movie until the movie's over. Mm-hmm. And then you're well, like, even oh, after. I get what happened. Yeah. 
Well, and then then after the movie, you're scrambling on like, what did I just watch? Like for the first three for four fourths. Then you're like, it was so weird. <laughs> it's so out there. Yeah. You know what's another very good TV show hmm. that is very original. Well, not original. It's based off of a source material, mm-hmm. a comic, um, but it's very well made, and it just leaves you. It's like Memento, where it leaves you wanting more. Your questions need to be answered. You're like, I need to know the answer to this, and I don't understand this. I don't understand what's going on, but something is happening. Which? <laughs> what show is it? I don't know what show is that. Attack on Titan. Oh, oh, what? Anime. Whoa! An anime. A new leaf has been turned in, in your, out the page of, of your the life. Blue. Whoa! <laughs> I never knew that was gonna be mentioned in the. You uh, gotta <laughs> try it out. I don't, Attack I don't on Titan really... has a very intense plot, and it's very interesting. It is anime, and it is really violent, but it is super interesting to see the plot line go. Because mm. at first, you think you've established what's happening with the plot at the beginning. You're thinking, oh, there are these weird giants that eat people, mm-hmm. and they're infected the world, and there's this one little stronghold that everyone's in. That's the plot. Oh, okay, I think I know what's going to happen. I think I can kind of understand where it's going to go, where it's going to lead. But then, all of a sudden, it switches it up on you. And then you're like, wait, I, what, what, what? And then you're like, wait, I don't understand that. But while you're not understanding that, something else happens that you don't understand. <laughs> no, and then so you've got like two things I'm flanking you yeah. of what I don't understand. And mm-hmm. then you got another thing that happens. And then, oh, they'll answer the thing that just happened. But then you still have two more things you don't understand. Oh. And it's so good. So your brain can't catch up to that. It's so good. Perfect. So good. Yeah. So good. The only anime I've ever watched is like a first episode of Cowboy Bebop or something. <laughs> I know it's just it disturbed me. Well, it's just been uh, I don't know. I I have an opinion on on anime, but like I I won't voice it because I don't know. I'm biased. I'm yeah. I'm you don't biased. like anime. That's okay. No one's expecting you to like anime. But if I were to make you guys watch it to anime, it probably would either be Death Note or Attack on Titan because both of those I think plot wise are very well done. Attack on Titan is much more violent. I is, would say. What was that show that you and your sister watched? Like uh, Attack on Titan or um, Death Note? No, with the fire and water and the oh know. Avatar: The Last. That's not an anime. anime. Okay, it's not. It's That's like more a, of a comic. Traditional, like a, yeah, because it's American. Um, okay. Yeah, that Avatar: The Last Airbender is another great comic cartoon. Okay, very well done. Very original. That's true. Because it's about benders. Like the plot is where the I tell you the plot because the plot is the whole point of the show, which is why it was such a good show. They knew where they were going. They knew that they were only going to make three seasons. Mm-hmm. They named the seasons See, Earth, f- Water, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was Water, Earth, Fire. That was all that they did because the plot of the show is that the girl finds it, there are four elements that people can bend in this world, in this universe, mm-hmm. which I believe is original. It might be off of some source material, but it is, from my knowledge, original. Um, okay. they, you can either bend air, you can either bend water, earth, or fire. Which means you can like make a you know tornado, or you could like make a boulder throw it at someone. You could throw, or you could like shoot fireballs at someone, or you could, you know, make a water whip and like attack. You know, there's so many things you can do with each element. Okay. That being said, there's one person that like keeps it, keeps the world in harmony, so that all the nations, the there's the Fire Nation, the Earth Kingdom, the Water Tribe, the Air Nomads, they all have their own things. Okay. They have their own yeah. And then the Avatar can bend all elements. There's only one each time, and every time he dies, like, an Avatar will be born into the Water Tribe. And then when he dies, the new Avatar will be born in the the Air Nomads. And then when he dies, you know, so on and so forth. That's not the order it goes in. Or wait, that is the order it goes in, actually. No, no, it's not. Because when the Air one dies, it would be Water. It's Fire. It goes Water to Earth, Earth to Fire, Fire to Air. And so on. And then so in the plot of the show is the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Avatar died, and the new Avatar was born into the Air Nomads. The Fire Nation, right when the Avatar died, who he was a firebender, and you'll find out about his past and stuff during the show. But when he dies, there is like a little bit like he dies, and then the, the new Avatar is born instantly, basically. It's like mm-hmm. right when he's dead, the new there's, oh, we have a birth, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the new Airbender. And the airbender from the air nomads is the actual avatar. And he finds out when he's like six. Oh, okay. During that time, 
when he's six, when he's zero to six kind of a thing, the Fire Nation is taking over. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay. So the Fire Nation wants to take over the entire world because the Fire Lord, Fire Lord Sosa? No. Fire Lord Sosa. One of the Fire Lords, he's going to take over. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he really wants it. And so the plot of the show is the kid, He, they tell him, by the way, they just like when he's like six or seven, he's like, or no, when he was 13 mm-hmm. or 14. They're like, you're the Avatar. They're like, we discovered that you are the Avatar. And they did these tests that everyone does. Oh, to yep. tell if they to test if they're the avatar there's like the elders of the air nomads and so they test if he's the avatar and he is the avatar and he's like no so he didn't want that fate so he oh, he nice. ran away Ooh. and what he did when he ran away is he was running away with oh, holy crap there's deer running through our yard okay that was squirrel sorry <laughs> when he ran away he got trapped in the storm he was on a bison in the show there's these creatures are very mystical so the air nomads fly on these bisons that can fly, basically. Okay. And it's called a sky bison. He was flying on that thing, and there was a big storm, and then they crashed into the water, and he made this big circle. And when you're the Avatar, you can go into what they call the Avatar state, which is where you can, like, bend all four elements at once. Oh, yeah. You can, like, yeah. use, like, ultimate, like, all the powers. And it's, like, super dope. <laughs> but, like, he did that for a split second. He froze he himself. He was six years old still right now? He was, he's, like, four, 15. Okay. So he freezes himself in ice basically just to stay alive mm-hmm. okay and that happens a hundred years later a girl finds him in the iceberg oh, and she's a water tribe bender she's one of the main characters and then her brother is one of the main characters as well they find him trapped in there and meantime the fire nation has taken over everything they own basically everything so the main plot of the show is each season the kids got to learn how to do all the elements because normally the kid will learn all the elements. He'll know all four elements. He'll know all water, earth, fire, air by the time he's like 20, you know? But this kid, he's only 15 still because he was frozen in ice. Well, actually, he's like 115. But Mm -hmm. he still acts like he's 15. Mm -hmm. He's not old. He's like a kid. And so he he still has to figure out how to do all the the things that the waterbenders, the earthbenders, and he has to learn. But the Fire Nation's all around, and they're trying to trap him. They're trying to capture him. And so that's the plot of the show, basically. Interesting. And that's the dynamic. It's like it's that's like why Lord of the Rings was so good. The because it had the plot, mm-hmm. get the ring to the thing. Yeah. That was the plot. You know, it was straightforward. This is the plot. Figure out, defeat the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the plot of the show. And they 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 did this amazing story arc, and it was really well done. Wow. Huh. And then you find out that the Fire Nation like. Because what's the show name? Do you know the show name? It's called Avatar, Avatar the Last Airbender. Okay. You know why it's called that? Because the Fire Lord killed every air nomad. They wiped out all the air nomads. They slaughtered them all. Except him. Wow. Yeah. Man, this yeah. is intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's a great show. Do you no, think man. that the great TV shows, they had their plan from beginning to end yes and they carry it out pretty much beautifully within and then, reason yes yep and then so they had the end in goal or, or the end goal in mind mm-hmm. and then they had the start in mind yep and they had all everything planned out so that's what makes it a classic mm-hmm. and then things like you know well i shouldn't name tv shows but i'll name one for you lost okay lost yeah. is a tv show that had a great start a great start okay. it was really good mm-hmm. and then it went so long there's like nine seasons and yeah, there did yeah. not need to be that long and then like by the end people were like bringing people back in like magical lagoons and stuff like oh you gotta drink goodness. this orb and you become like a you know superhero <laughs> i mean it was so weird at the end and then you're like in heaven but you're not and everyone died at the, it's like it was one of those weird endings that no one liked because it went way too crazy Man. like breaking bad is a perfect example of a tv show that knew its mm-hmm. bounds they only had i think five seasons yeah, Which yeah. I would have wanted them to have 16 because it was such a good show. Mm-hmm. But I know that I wouldn't have liked it if it was 16. Because they had their idea. They had it. They had the plot, story arc, ending. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful summary. They knew it, I, at least from my knowledge. They knew it going in, what they were getting into. They executed the plan perfectly, landed it. That was it. Now they're making Better Call Saul. And I think Better Call Saul is pretty well planned out. Okay. Yeah. I think there probably is a pretty good set direction where they're gonna go it's interesting like how some some tv shows have such a good grip on, grasp on like what they're gonna do like breaking bad 
that even fans can't like change the you know um the director or the you know the writer's minds on yeah. like okay oh i don't know maybe we shouldn't kill all this character or like oh we should add this character like um it's interesting how how the great tv shows have a a end goal in mind they have a clear path to that end goal and they won't even you know they just they they're gonna make budge. a tv yeah yeah and then tv shows like walking dead where it's like i loved that show oh yeah i still really do like it but it's like i loved it mm-hmm. and then they kept it going and then they kept it going and then they kept it going mm-hmm. and i think now they're at that point where they should have ended it well do you think that there's a major um flaw of the tv show when or not the content itself but when the writer doesn't even know what's going to happen next like that they're basically making up like do you think that would that would hurt the tv show a lot or or do you think that's something that would be actually kind of interesting if the writer doesn't know where it's going to go yeah to a degree it's kind of interesting if the writer doesn't know where it's going to go but that's not good in a show because if it's bad writing he doesn't know where he's going with it you want to have them have a good plan like okay walking dead was great up to like season three at the end of season three, they're in the prison, and it's a happy ending. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. The prison gates are closed. It's Nirvana. Mm-hmm. They did have a good sequel kind of thing in season four and five, which is when the governor comes back, which oh, is a yeah, great yeah. story arc. The governor was a great story arc. Mm-hmm. And then when the governor died, they needed to find a new bad guy, and they couldn't find that for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. They found Negan, who his arc is kind of okay, but there was so much filler in between the governor and Negan that it almost diluted Negan mm. because season six and seven were almost irrelevant. Well, yeah, I've heard from a lot of people that, yeah. yeah. People lost interest around, I think, season five to six because that's where it sucked. Season five was really good because if you guys haven't watched it right now, you're not going to watch it, okay? No, um, season no. three, he has the prison. They have the prison set up. Season mm-hmm. four, the governor comes back and breaks the prison down, and then everyone splits up Okay. Uh, through season four to five, I think. Okay. Everyone splits up, and they don't know where anyone is. So people's different stories are going in all different directions. So that was a cool aspect oh, yeah, where okay. it's like, you know, Daryl is on his own, and it's, you know, Carl and Rick, and they're trying to figure out, or Rick doesn't even know where Carl is kind of a thing, you know. And he's like, Carl, Carl. Oh, yep, yep. And then they eventually find themselves, and they figure it all out, and they meet, go to this place called Alexandria. That's where they should have ended it, right okay. there. They should have ended it there. Okay. It was a good arc when the governor did that, and it had a good resolve at the end when they got to Alexandria. But they didn't end it. They kept it going, and then it went into weirdness, and it's still going down that hole. I think that once the writers listen to like the fans and stuff – um. And they start making content based on like, okay, what would please the fans? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's where it tanks because like, you're never gonna. First of all, you're never gonna please every single fan. Yeah. And then second of all, I think the, the thrill of like watching a TV show is. Is well, not knowing what's gonna happen and. Wanting something to happen and it doesn't happen or something, and then you're excited to see what's going to happen after that. Or, like, I mean, unless a major character dies that you're super mad about and then you end watching the TV show or something. Yeah, but, but that's like, good, though. I, I think, think that it is. That's why in our TV show that we're making, we're killing off certain yeah. characters because we know it's going to hurt the people. Well, we have an end goal. Like, we have a, Michael wrote... Uh, like, yeah, we, we, but like, we were planning out the entire yeah. arc of the whole thing. We wrote down on, like, this giant chalkboard, or he wrote down on this giant chalkboard, planning out every season, uh, the whole, the main point of the entire show and then the main points of these each of the different <laughs> seasons because mm-hmm. each one has a certain goal and then once yep. you it, it all arcs at that one point mm-hmm. and that's what what you want in a show you want something that's kind of developed all the way through yeah all the way baked through there's not a lot of weirdness in it see attack on titan i believe the thing is is that attack on titan it is based off of manga okay so off of source material yep. so it yep. does have that the manga comes out but the both this show and the manga, they will take their time. Okay. Yeah. Like they will take two years to make a new ep- new season. See, that's sweet. I See, love but it. that's because they will not release it unless they know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like, we gotta wait. <laughs> they're like, you're gonna wait, son. Like the first season came out. When did the first season come out? That's a good question. Um, 
let's look at Attack on Titan season. There's only three seasons. Like, season three just came out. It reminds me of Sherlock, the BBC Sherlock, where it's like they make a season, and they have the they probably have the plan for the rest of this, you know, the entire show, but they take so long. It started like in 2013. Episode. Now there's only three seasons or two so far. So if we go to season one, the first season started in 2013. April of 2013 is when season one came out. Season two came out April of 2017. Oh, my goodness. They took their time. Wow, yeah. Because they're like, we are going to make it good. And let me tell you, season two was really good. Okay, yeah. Season one was really good. Season two was really good. Yeah. They both were really good. I'm not going to say season two was better than season one, but they were both really good. We need more of this in, like, the movie world and TV. Season three came out 2018 because everyone wanted it to. Because once season two ended, everyone was like, no, don't make us wait four years, please. (laughs) They probably signed like petitions and like. And they had a great, they had a great go where they're going with it. Now I know a lot of people are kind of getting a little skeptical on this season because I don't know where it's going to lead because it's still not out yet all the way. I've talked to some people, but season two was a dub bomb. Okay. Yeah. com because you're just like, what the heck? Because at the beginning of the first season, you're like, oh, I think I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of season two, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what we need. That That's the type of quality filmmaking and, like, planning of TV shows that we need in the movie world. And, well, and the TV world. Where it's like, the fans don't <laughs> rule when the movie's going to come out. Or when You know, because, like, well, and the studios don't rule. Really. Because yeah. so, at least at some of like these huge flop Fantastic Four movie and stuff, and like the even, uh, even the well the Han Solo movie, like they, it was on this schedule. And, well, yeah, they were McDonald'sing yeah. it. Yeah, they were just yeah. pumping out as many as they could. Well, and, and, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a, a beautiful uh, rendition of what happened. But like, yeah, was, um, <laughs> you know, mindless like, well, that sounds like a nail gun. Um. Uh, well, I've been shingling my house, so that, uh, That's that why sound is very familiar. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but um, but like with Han Solo, they had it all planned out in a schedule, and everything was going according to plan until the two directors got fired, and then like yeah. that messed up everything. What they should have done was like they should have just let they just, just change the schedule. But I don't think they even shifted any date. Um, but don't mark our words on that because they might have. But um, but they made it half baked. Yeah, it was half baked. Yeah. It wasn't and they cooked. threw yeah. You know, and they threw this director that wasn't passionate about Star Wars at all. Yeah. Like, he didn't, I mean, and he, but he did a, like, he's a really good director. Like, he's a really, really smart guy. Um, and he is a veteran in, like, the filmmaking business. So, he he did the best he could. But, like. You need to find someone who's passionate about it. That's, like, it's the difference between yeah. McDonald's and, like, a chef at, a, like, a hole-in-the-wall restaurant. Yeah. It's, like, McDonald's yeah. will make way more money. And that's why a lot of people go that route. A lot of the movie companies will go that route. Mm-hmm. But that home, like hole in the wall restaurant, where the guy is passionate about his yeah. his meal and he makes it with love and care, yep. and he just each creation is his own thing, yep. you know. Yep. Versus McDonald's, which is just like next one, next one. Yeah, yep, exactly. You know? yep. Versus having just a thought out plot and like mm-hmm. a really heartfelt thing. Yeah, yep, those exactly. are the ones that get the cult following. Yep. people where it's like and those stick people. around a lot longer like i mean yeah they will honestly, because let's be real who's gonna watch all the marvel movies again yeah because there's too many of them now well because they keep making see, them this is the problem like this is the problem with marvel um well i have a lot of problems with marvel but um a lot of small ones and then one big one but like they have this cinematic universe and they keep filling it with characters until this universe is just going to be they just keep to, stuffing it yeah. full of characters. It's like when you well, shove cheese in a like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna pop gonna, eventually. Yeah. Well, like, and the problem is they're stuffing it so much that there's no mystery behind anything in the universe now. Like, you know, all these characters they fill every part of this whole story, and it's like there's no mystery behind anything now. So, like, like when Iron Man came out, and um, you know, Thor and stuff. Well, especially when Thor came out with. You know, it's like, whoa, like this whole, you know, cinematic guy. You're like, whoa, where is this going? Yeah, that's yeah. when it was good. Yeah. Well, that's when it was just leading up to be like, oh, this is actually kind of, this is kind of cool. Here's the thing. Then, I think they'll lose a lot of followers after. Oh, after phase four. After Infinity War is over. 
Because yeah. I think a lot of people are, they just want to see the end of the Avengers. Yeah. They just want to see the ending, and I think they're going to be done with it. Yeah. Because at least at now, they're not going to, and I think phase, whatever phase they're going to do after this one is going to be just appealing to kids. Oh. To try to get a new generation of people interested into okay. the comic book. More like page. a. At least I don't want to start. Once, yeah. at least for me personally, once Avengers is over with, I think I unless you can give me a killer reason why not to. Yeah. Well, if so you put, put Venom out there, I'll probably watch that because mm-hmm. Venom seems like it's a good movie and it seems like it's original and not attached to such a huge thing mm-hmm. that I have to feel compelled to watch every single movie. Well, and that yeah, that that would be actually really interesting. Where the uh, story of you know I don't know where they're gonna take that, but but like but the thing is they're actually I think Marvel has sort of realized that and they're gonna you know Black Panther who's a character that we're already like, you know, like, Oh, this is a cool character. And then, um, you know, all these new or recent or, um, you know, pretty new characters that they, uh, made movies of. Yeah. Those are going to be the older characters probably in this next phase of movies. So like, there's going to be that draw of like, they'll try to, a, but yeah. I'm not going to go for it. Okay. Cause I don't have that kind of bond with all those characters that some people do. Oh, okay. I mean, I love Captain America and I love Iron Man and stuff. But I'm not gonna. I'm not. No, you're not gonna. No, no. Yeah. After that, I'm. I'm. I just can't keep up with them enough. Oh. Yeah. And I have my own goals going. And I. They, there's too many things to watch now. Yeah. People are coming out with too many things. You. You seem like you disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well. The more content that that, uh, has come out in TV shows and like movies, and the more like. Um familiar familiar um plots and like characters and you know rip-offs and spin-offs and reboots like it's making me less interested in entertainment not like i because i i i may be like this this old soul in the young man's uh, that sounds weird mm-hmm. but i i i i really like the the thrill of like you know when star wars came out that was like the biggest risk in the world like like it came out in like 40 theaters or something and it ba- it made actually a ton of money from those 40 theaters and that's what made them like go nationwide but it's like that whole thing like i remember reading that steven spielberg called george lucas and said oh no, no and they were talking to george lucas and george was like this is not gonna work like he made star wars and he was like I, this is not going to like work with audience and stuff. And then Steven Spielberg told him like, uh, and I think I'm not exactly sure of his words and stuff, but um, he said like, Oh, this, you know, this, this is a bop. This, this is going to, this know, is going to be a killer connect. Yeah. This is going to legitimately change the entire universe. Yeah. <laughs> In the movie world, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and it changed, it changed the world. Created, like, when star Wars movie, came yeah. out, it changed the world. I think. Yeah. They literally, named an operation called in at least in america for those american listeners oh yeah you're right for those not american listeners we actually had a program in america back in the 80s when the cold war was happening called operation star wars oh with ronald reagan yeah with ronald reagan it was it was it was more talk than it was anything because we didn't really have a lot it just kind of backed the russians away from actually getting up to doing nukes but it was where satellites would be put into space, and they would have space lasers on it, so they could shoot down sat- uh, not satellites, uh, nuclear warheads. Oh, okay, yeah. Very interesting thing, but they called it Project Star Wars. That's so, so that yeah. even like if you think about it, the president, it, it, it was the president cl- watches that kind of yeah. like it's a cultural like yeah. definitely like a cultural impact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, but I I miss when. I miss the time when the movie um, industry wasn't so oversaturated by uh, political stuff and by, like, political motivations and, like, uh, familiarity with plots and characters. Like, it's so oversaturated with, like, uh, just the same old stuff. I know. And different skins, like, you know. Exactly. It's the same plot, just a different thing and like well and okay what do you think about this <clears throat> do you think originality is dead like do you think that no every, i think you can still be original is, okay but i mean <clears throat> i just wish a new genre 
will be made. Genres are different than plot devices. Plot devices are... We can look up some plot devices for the I'm actually quite interested. Plot devices are um, things that are used in the actual show. For instance, let's just bring up a few just for um, a red herring. A red herring is a plot device, and the function of a red herring is to divert the audience attention away from something significant. All right? Red herrings are a very common plot devices in mystery, horror, and crime stories. The typical examples is in wood units, in which facts are presented so that the audience is tricked into thinking that a given character is a murderer when actually it's another character. Hmm. So a red herring in a movie would be where you would think they would lead you to think that even if the main character in this movie thinks that it's a certain person, that may not be affected. It may be like you're led to think that X is going to happen, but really they know you think that's going to happen. They do something else. Ah, yes, yeah. So that's like um, a good example of a red herring in a movie that should be made is like in a Mission Impossible movie. Mm -hmm. At the end, when they're just about to turn off the bomb kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. you pretty much know the bomb's not going to go off. Yeah, well, yeah. But if the bomb went off, like in the last, well, the last doing the unexpected, yeah. you, where Cruise. you kind of are predicting. Okay, I think I know where this is going, and then you're like, "Oh, that's not where I went. They took a different turn." Um, another one is a, um, oh, a, a Deus Ex Machina, Deus Ex Machina, De- Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. And that was Ex Machina is also a movie, but they use this kind of thing. The Greek uh, Trajan Euripides is notorious for using this plot device as a means to resolve a hopeless situation. See, this happens in a lot of mo- like this is this um, is a it, huge. It is plot used device. to refer to a narrative ending in which an improbable event is used to resolve all problematic situations and bring the story to a generally happy conclusion, which some people would argue is a little bit of a cop out. It's kind of like all the ant, like there's no way we're gonna be able to stop this. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. there's a wormhole, and then they jump in there. Mm-hmm. Something that's like totally unexpected, which some people would say is a cop out. For example, an interesting way of a Deus Ex Machina. I would argue that this is a Deus Ex Machina. If The Walking Dead did it, they said they won't. But if they did, where they ended it by having it was just all a dream, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Where it just everything's resolved, no one died, everyone's fine, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Where you would be like, okay, bruh, bruh, <laughs> why would you do that? You know? Um, See that this is. I think this is a plot device that like makes a lot of people mad because like on one side there's something that uh, like the red herring where something happens that isn't expected that people want to happen that doesn't you know that doesn't happen. And then um, a day, day, day was ex machina, you know, where it's like the happiest thing, you know, like the the most improbable. It's like, oh, this is the best thing that could happen, you know, happens. Mm-hmm. It's like makes people think a lot more at the end of the movie where it's like. Mm-hmm. Arguably. Um, now, a red herring is not exactly that. A red herring is more okay. of you think something is going to happen, but that's not the actual thing that's happening. Okay. A, a red herring is more like the the in a crime show if you, they make you if they make it seem like this guy's the bad guy mm-hmm. but it turns out to be another guy okay so it's yeah. like making you think something is happening not just going to be totally shocked mm-hmm. but like kind of anticipating something that doesn't turn out i guess anyways deus Max machina is actually a uh, it's a greek and it means it it comes from the thing a, a mechane which was a, a crane. It was used to lower actors playing a god or gods on the stage at the end of a play. Ooh, so it originates yeah. from when in Greek in the Greek Ooh, okay. uh, plays, when something terrible would happen, there's no way out. All of a sudden, the Greek god comes down and saves them. Okay. And that's yeah. kind of what people will call a cop-out nowadays, you know? Now, they have an example of Gandalf from The Hobbit. They do, um, because he does have mystical yeah. powers that you could they, use as a deus ex machina. Yeah. Because well, he could... If they need, like, if the writers, if you're writing a plot and you're like, oh, I need them to get out of this situation, oh, throw a Deus yeah. and Gandalf just, whoosh, something happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and see that, and the the problem with that is also, you, like, you don't know. It says, with the help of seemingly limitless magical capabilities, he rescues other main characters from all sorts of troubles. So basically, like, the whole movie, you have that in the back of your mind, like, oh, Gandalf will rescue him, or oh, you know, um, which is kind of like a, it is a little bit of a cop out. With that, it. It does seem like a little bit of a cop out, even though with you know with seeming limitless magical capabilities, 
Um, it is kind of a cop. It, it I does love seem Lord like of the a Rings, cop. Yeah, it is a little yeah, bit of a cop. It is a little bit of a cop. Yeah. And but that is used in a lot. But here's the thing: is what I'm getting at. There's also we can talk about some more of these plot devices if you want to. Um, there's another one called a MacGuffin, and a MacGuffin was used by Alfred Hitchcock a lot, referring to a plot device where the character pursues an object, though the object's actual nature is not important to the story. Mm. It's more of the journey rather than getting there. Mm. Um, this would, uh, it. It would kind of be in contrast. It is not like the Lord of the Rings because the Lord of the Rings, the whole the ring is the whole point of the story. Yeah. So yeah. that's not a MacGuffin. A MacGuffin would be more of like a guy's trying to get to this thing, but that thing doesn't really matter to the mm-hmm. story. Really, it's just like he's yeah. trying to get to something really badly, and he needs to get there. Yeah. Like yeah. to a location. But then he ends. It doesn't end up being the whole point of the story. Like yeah, that's not the point of the story. It's just that that's that goal. Yeah. Anyways, this is different than genre. Plot devices exactly, yeah. are totally different than genres because plot devices and plot mechanics mm-hmm. are can be used in any genre. Mm-hmm. So when you say you want a new genre, do you want a new genre or do you want a new plot device? Well, because we could look up movie genres now. It would be interesting if there is – okay, so with plot devices – There is sort of a new plot device out there, um, or at least it seems, where a main character dies simply because it's like an artistic choice. Like, oh, this is this will like stir up um, audiences, or like, oh, this will you know bring it to a new level and stuff. Um, Do you think that's a new like, device being used? This is getting dangerous because like we don't really know what yeah. we're talking about, and yeah, some people true. really know yeah, this, yeah, and they're going to yeah. get mad at us. That's true. Let's just talk about literary genres. Um, they talk about – this is literary, but it also could be in that. There's mm-hmm. absurdist, action, adventure, comedy, crime, drama, fantasy, historical, historical fiction, horror, magical realism, mystery, paranoid fiction, philosophical, political, romance, saga, satire, science fiction, social – Speculative thriller, urban western. Now, and there's some like, other ones, but out of those, there are, yeah. Oh man, this is a huge. Well, if a new genre was made, or maybe combining some genres together. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, there, yeah, because yeah. it's almost impossible to make a new genre. Because if you if you whittle it down enough, it's really just another genre. I feel like. So when so you're saying like when the genre of science fiction was made. Well, because like, that science yeah. fiction is so broad, mm-hmm. so you could lump pretty much anything into science fiction. Mm-hmm. Well, well, like what I'm thinking is, so like when these certain genres are made. Well, obviously, like crime and drama, and all that stuff was probably around you know well i i don't even know when were the when were the literary things invented well yeah i like but then like with fantasy the genre of fantasy like in movies that wasn't a you know that wouldn't have been around the 1940s or 30s when like they didn't have the equipment and like technical things to even make that genre possible like um but so i'm wondering if even now there's a genre out there that we don't have the technical capabilities of doing yet that could be i mean you know hmm. and that, that's like a dumb thought because like you know like you think we do have the technical i, I think we do but it's like but who knows what well, if, if we get into that 3d that, well yeah virtual reality kind of a world yeah. there might introduce some new genres there some yeah. new styles perhaps mm-hmm. genres may not be the correct word it could be different experiences mm-hmm. because you yeah. could appreciate so much more through something a lot more simple perhaps in a genre like for instance i don't really know where a a like everest if you're climbing mount everest just the climb just Mm -hmm. climbing up mount everest if you have that in vr you got like whoa you can Mm -hmm. see everything and it's very expansive and it's very immersive Mm -hmm. so you would want to watch that just to experience that whereas you don't have to have that strong as a plot because you're just so overwhelmed with just the the visuals but the point is that what you could do is you could combine a lot of these together, and which is a lot mm-hmm. of plots. So they'll, okay, let me throw a fantasy drama historical, a historical fantasy drama. 
steampunk. You know, something like that, where it's like you have all these different ones, and that goes into this kind of a. Plot. So you mean sort of like a, um, na- uh, what's it called, night the museum, where it's like historical, with all these characters, but then it's like fantasy or fantastical because yeah. they're like mo- you know alive. Yeah, but it's also, it's also urban. Drawn. Yeah, it's also mm-hmm. urban because it's like modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. There's a lot of different ways you can do genres, movie plots. I, do you think that they're every movie is kind of like a mixture of yeah yeah because mm-hmm. like i mean you can't have drama or you can't, you can't just have, have a western without drama and you can't have yeah you know that's why i think yeah. that you can't make a new genre because it's just they're all pretty okay. much everything just to a varying degrees it's like a pie chart you know hmm. just the amount of it okay to a degree i mean western is a is a, is a different because that's a, definitely a genre mm-hmm. um very american genre by the way yeah which is interesting yeah Hmm. That's a very that's like something that stands on its own a lot. Huh. Like that's a huge. What would just like, a Native American like a like if you're in the Amazon if you're an Amazon warrior fighting for your tribe? That. Holy crap! That's a new. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, hold on a second. Um, we don't have an Eastern genre or uh, genre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong, but you know, not a lot fun stuff happened back then <laughs> well but yeah. do you have anything else to bring to the table um well i mean i wanted to get into a little more more about like how there are still limitless possibilities of like making an original movie but it like it seems it seems right now that the movie the movie industry is so choked by like uh all these huge trends and like huge familiar plots I just think I just hope that the theaters will not go down because of this. Like, because you know, mm. right now they're making a bill. You know, like these, these studios are making just billions. I think of they're overinflating too much mm. to make up for the fact that they don't have enough good plot material Ooh, to bring people back to that thing. I think they're just trying to they're trying to literally McDonald's it mm. to get more money, and they're overinflating the bubble. And just trying to because they're trying to compensate for the fact that they're not getting great writing, not great plot material in. Well, and they're pumping out one every or three ever every and year. Now. If you Marvel could have a company making, yeah. that would just make just originals, no sequels. Yeah, uh, Pixar was and that's doing what that. Was, yeah, Pixar that's what was, Pixar yeah. was so good. And then they started, yeah. they slipped, and they started making sequels, yeah. which everyone really did want because everyone loved it. But it's kind well, of the point they, where they shouldn't have. Well, to a degree, people are gonna fight us yeah. for sure. But. Well. There was this weird, okay when they had the when the only sequels that they were making were the Toy Story ones like when they had um you know Toy Story in 1995 or something or whatever year and then they made a couple Bugs Life and a couple more and they made Toy Story two but when they stuck to like a store like a, a story that they knew they were gonna trilogy out of instead of now it's like they're making sequels out of stuff that just because people like them a yeah ton, or they're super popular like it's it's a, there's a huge difference with that because it's like, um, even when Pixar was making sequels with the Toy Story movies, it's like, you you knew that they still had a grasp on originality, but then now it's like, it's has mm-hmm. slipped a ton. Uh, but I mean, but obviously they you know they made, uh, still really good. Ori- I mean, Inside Out, you know that it's only like th- three years old, and then like Coco, I haven't still haven't seen that, but uh. Was that good? Was Coco kind of good? Oh, yes. Yeah. It was original. It was great. Okay. It was amazing because it was original. Okay. You know what? It was <laughs> I almost cried in Coco. Yeah. Um, very cool. Okay. That was the kind of plot that I miss. I miss that kind of just... That old Pixar, like, just... I don't Pixar's know the kind of thing it. that they have such a cult following because everyone loves the movies. They're always original. They always bring up great points. Mm-hmm. Inside Out was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And that was a deep, heavy movie, and that had a lot of stuff to it. Yeah. Are they going to make a sequel? I hope not. But can they make more movies like that? Yes, they're creative enough to make new ideas. Yeah. You know, I just don't think we have enough creative people. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, like they can be thinking of how can I make this character do the next step? Because a lot of people like serial shows. They like the long-lasting House of Cards. You know. Uh, game of thrones walking dead even like you know Mm -hmm. all those shows that are like great shows that are long form shows Mm -hmm. you can spend a lot of hours building the characters and getting the dynamic i think a lot of tv shows want to copy that because they see it's doing really well oh yeah but should they probably not 
See, and those are... Question mark? I don't know. I mean, like, those might only be trends and stuff that... I don't know. I mean, but... I don't know. I, I don't have enough knowledge of that to even... To, there's a lot of trends going on in mm -hmm. TV shows. Now, I mean, not how they're made, but, like, how they're being marketed and, like, how long of, you know, TV show and, like, how they handle their characters. There's so many trends that are going on that I think are stifling mm -hmm. originality. People like f familiar things. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. But then it's so cool to not have a familiar thing, and it's like, whoa, this mm -hmm. is like... A, th that's why, okay, that's why it's... Oh, this is getting a little dangerous, but that's why... <laughs> <laughs> that's why no one wants to say, like, when you're talking to a person about their favorite movies, it's so much fun to say, oh, this uh, one movie in 2001 that nobody has heard about that's my favorite movie like i i love that yeah. movie. it's so much fun to say that because like not many people know about it and it's yeah. like original and it's like I, I love talking about that you like originality yeah but then like if you talk about like oh captain america is my favorite movie or something something like, very generic yeah and i mean it could be like it doesn't even yeah it doesn't matter what like you like or don't like but like it's just it's not it's just it's so much more fun talking about a movie that like is less known and it's just different and it's yeah, yeah. it's original yeah um originality ladies and gentlemen do yes. you think we have it do you think the world has it let us know in the comments <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is a deep uh and uh is that all from you serious question yes it is, yeah. all right ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to this episode of the slice of life till next time check us out later but for now subscribe on youtube to say goodbye and, uh, and farewell farewell peace out